welcome to the first episode of Weezer and One More Thing, a podcast about, um, well, Weezer and uh, something else. One more thing that is just uh, in my brain for the week that I record the podcast. Um, I decided on this format because, well, uh, I spend a lot of my time thinking about Weezer. And my really amazing wife, Haley, uh, one day we were driving through Canada and she said, you probably should um, do a podcast about Weezer because you're thinking about them all the time. It would be good to get those things out of your head. And I said, well, um, Weezer's kind of boring sometimes. Uh, I, I would want to talk about some other things. So uh, there gave birth the idea of let's do Weezer and one more thing. And that one more thing can, you know, keep things lively uh, as we go along. So if Weezer's kind of at a bit of a low point, um, maybe we'll just focus on that one more thing. But Pretty much we're here for Weezer, and we're here to talk about Weezer. So let's start the first show, and this is the format we're going to follow moving on out. Here's some news. And yes, the news. Uh, the big news of the day is Weezer has announced their indie rock road trip, a summer tour with bands such as Modest Mouse, Future Islands, Spoon, Mama, Joyce Manor, and White Reaper. Each show, uh, um, it looks like um, different bands will headline each or uh, tour with each show. So uh, check to see uh, the listings if you're looking to see a certain band with Weezer. But um, yeah, they've got um, shows that are starting in June, going all the way through July and August. And whoa, okay, they even go into September, I see. Um, so yeah, tickets are on sale now. Uh, I will be heading to one here in uh, the summer. This will be the first time I've seen Weezer since I want to say the Everything Will Be Alright in the End tour back in uh, 2014, 2013. I cannot remember. Saw them in Atlanta, Georgia. That was the last show I saw them. But um, I'll be heading up to Bangor, Maine uh, with my youngest child and we will be seeing um, Weezer with Future Islands and Joyce Manor. So if you see us, please say hi. Uh, I'm thinking about organizing a get-together ahead of time. You'll probably hear about that on the show if I pull that off. That's just an idea right now. Um, so yeah, check Weezer.com for the tour dates and uh, hope you uh, get a chance to see Weezer this summer and um, would love to hear what you think of the shows. I'll probably set up an email address for this podcast. I'll insert it here maybe or if I don't get around to it, you'll, uh, you'll hear about it in the future. So that's the news for now. And for our first official piece on the first official podcast of Weezer and One Other Thing, I would like to take us back to December of 1994. Um, I thought since this is the first episode of the podcast, it would be uh, good of me to tell you the uh, journey that brought me to Weezer and why I'm here uh, so many years later talking about this wonderful band that... Uh, we all really love, enjoy, and um, I guess sometimes we really don't enjoy them, but even when we don't enjoy them, we really do enjoy them. So um, yeah, we're going to go back to December 1994. Um, so the Blue Album came out in 1994. I can't remember the exact month. I know I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this. I should be better prepared, but hey, this is the first episode. I will grow. I heard Undone. I heard Buddy Holly. I was blown away by both. 
But you don't think much when you're 14 years old and you have a very limited income. Um, you don't think, well, hey, how am I going to get this? These two songs were great, um, but there's no chance I'm ever going to be able to afford a CD. But um, that's why we're in December 1994. Um, I got up enough courage that year to ask Santa Claus for uh, many CDs, but the one that stands out is the Blue Album. Um, I found out that year that Santa worked through my mother to secure the gifts, so I knew my mom was doing the shopping for Santa, uh, which uh, was a, a kind of a relief to find out because I had s suspected maybe like Santa wasn't real and that actually it was my mom, but you know, to find out they were in cahoots eventually, that was really cool as a child. So I remember I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at the time. That's where I'm from. Uh, but we went up to the Beaver Valley Mall in Beaver, Pennsylvania, a wonderful, um, well, I, it was wonderful. I don't know if it's still standing. I think it is, but uh, you know malls these days. Um, it was just a great mall with a great food court and great uh, Christmas decorations and wonderful stores. And I remember I was told, go pick out those CDs you want Santa to get you for Christmas. So I did. And I remember the Blue Album just being very blue, of course, and I just thought, wow, I've never seen a record this blue. And um, it was so simple, just four guys on the front with very simple fonts and um, not much information. I couldn't really wait to get into it. So, you know, we do the mall thing, we do the shopping, we hit up the food court, and I bet it was awesome because every food court uh, was pretty awesome, especially at that time in the 90s. Um, we get to the car. I believe my mom's driving a minivan at this time. I'm always carrying my Discman around with me, and I've got my CDs with me, but it's that Blue album that I really want to listen to. I know there's at least two great songs on there, and I'm very curious to hear the other eight. So, in an act of ba bravery, I asked my mom, Hey mom, is it okay if I open one of those CDs and listen to it on the way home? I'm really excited to hear it. My mom retorts back, No, it's a Christmas gift. You can't do that. I'm very disappointed, so I, but I keep fighting. I'm very curious about this simple blue CD with this simple font and these eight other songs. But mom, please, wine, 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 typical teenager rant. Guess what? In the end, I got what I want. She said, yes, I could pick one CD to open. I could listen to it on the way home, which was a good maybe 40-minute drive. And I think that album's about 41 minutes and 20 seconds, maybe? So... I knew I could fit this thing in. Maybe I'd have to skip. No, actually, I wouldn't have to skip any songs. But if I had to, I would have skipped Undone and Buddy Holly just to fit it all in. So I was granted permission. I cut open the thing. I saved all the stickers on it, which I still have to this day. And I put it in my CD player. And the intro music to this podcast, um, I chose it not just because I thought it would work as intro music to this podcast, but, you know, that was really the first time... Weezer hit me was that finger-picked guitar intro for My Name is Jonas. Um, you hear that and you think, what the hell's going on? And then the band kicks in and uh, I was floored pretty much instantly. Um, the song just kept going and building and building and, you know, it gets to the workers are going home bridge and the solo and um, effectively my mind was blown then and there. And I knew this was the band for me forever. I kept listening. You know, the one thing I can't remember is I didn't really enjoy Say It Ain't So and Only in Dreams at that point in my life. I considered them too slow, which uh, 
I don't know what my brain was thinking at the time because I surely did like slower songs, but uh, those two were not the best for me, but everything blew me away so much that uh, I reluctantly gave that CD back to my mom, and I think I found myself combing through the radio a lot more that month just to try to hear Buddy Holly or Undone or if there was another single, and um, just hoping to hear it, hoping to hear it, and eventually Christmas came, I got the Blue Album, and that was really it. 1995 really became the year that uh, I just jumped fully into the band. I sent in that self-addressed stamped envelope to the Weezer fan club. I joined. I started writing Michael and Carly Allen letters all the time with questions about the band, B-sides, rumors that I had heard. And um, I just, that was the year that, I, 94 was the year that I was introduced to Weezer. Um, 95 was the year I really fell in love and We'll probably uh, dedicate a whole section to that at some point. Uh, but for now, that December 1994, uh, cracking open that Blue Album CD. I still have the original copy. I still have the stickers that said, I believe it said featuring Undone, Buddy Holly, and In the Garage. Could be wrong on that, but um, I wish I still had the receipt. I still do have my receipt for when I purchased Pinkerton. We'll definitely have a full Pinkerton show. That was a game changer as well. But yeah, 1994, December 1994, what a year. Um, that trip to the Beaver Valley Mall, that chance happening that my mother let me open a Christmas gift before Christmas um, changed my life forever. And that's why I'm here now in 2023. And I'm going to be dedicating a good portion of my time to this podcast. Um, hope to get more guests on, hope to uh, share more great, uh, weird and wonderful Weezer stories. Uh, I want to hear yours. I've got tons in my head from following this band for so long. But for now, I think that's all we got for Weezer on this episode. Let's turn it to one other thing. One other thing. Um, not one more hit. Um, not that Weezer song. We'll probably tackle that song uh, when we get to the either much-loved or much-not-loved Van Weezer. Uh, but for today, we've got one more thing, and I would like to talk to you about... I guess I'm smushing two things together, so maybe this is cheating, but they kind of go together. Uh, I was born in 1980, so I have a very fond... Um, place in my heart for the 1980s, uh, even though, you know, Ronald Reagan was president and all the cool things that, uh, like, other Americans had set up, like, you know, uh, safety nets and such were being torn down by Ronald Reagan, um, the 80s seemed like a pretty cool era, and I say seemed because, you know, I was born in 1980, and I lived through the entire 80s, but was I really aware? I don't know. Um, I was aware for some things, those, those some things being, uh, you know, things like Thundercats and Voltron and He-Man and, uh, um, you know, um, the Bobby Brown song, My Prerogative. Those are specific things that I remember. But the 1980s, um, I've been thinking about it quite a bit and how, um, just how amazing those memories are for me. I spent most of my 80s in what feels like to be a shopping mall, and that's where I'm cheating with this One More Thing segment. Uh, I'm talking about the 80s, but I'm also talking about shopping malls. 
I have these great memories of uh, living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which um, to me is like the uh, capital city for shopping malls. We had some great ones in that area. Um, I'll name the first and the best shopping mall of all time, the Century 3 Mall, which was in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. Uh, probably the greatest shopping mall of all time. Three floors, um, amazing shops, just a great vibe. What a mall. Uh, but there were other great malls in Pittsburgh, the Northway Mall, eventually the Ross Park Mall, uh, the Monroeville Mall, which is where Dawn of the Dead was filmed. So surrounded by malls in the 1980s, I spent so much of my time in the 1980s in malls. My mom would take me and my brother there every Monday. I remember her giving me five bucks and she would say, go buy yourself a magazine. And usually I'd always buy a video game magazine. I rarely bought any music magazines considering uh, how much I was into music all my life. I guess I just didn't really want to read, you know, Rolling Stone or Spin. It was, you know, I was a kid and I got video games. So I have this memory of these shopping malls and these video game magazines and going to stores like Babbage's. And uh, I don't think it was called Electronics Boutique, but it might have been back then. But uh, just these wonderful, wonderful stores. And we would always cap off our mall experience with a trip to the food court. Ah, what a great place, the food courts. You know, you stand in front of the food courts and is it going to be a hamburger today? Is it going to be a gyro or a hero? I'm not sure how to pronounce that yet. Am I just going to eat French fries? Maybe I'll get uh, some Chinese food. Uh, maybe I'll get Chick-fil-A. Who knows? That was the food options that were there. And that's what we did every Monday night in my family. We spent it in a shopping mall in the 1980s. And then for some reason, I always remember us going to the mall in the 80s on Saturdays as well. We'd go visit my grandma in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. That's where Century 3 Mall is, which is the greatest mall of all time. Look up Century 3 Mall. It's really sad to see the state that it's in now. It's falling down. There's no shops in it. There's water everywhere. It's going to be torn down soon. But we would spend just the whole morning and afternoon wandering about in a sea of capitalism. And uh, it was just amazing going into all these stores, going to the record stores and flipping through what were mostly cassette tapes uh, at the point when I was able to flip through the cassette tapes. Uh, and then it became CDs. Um, I remember this one particular trip to the mall. I believe it was the Allegheny Center Mall in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It was around Easter time, 1983, 84, 85, I can't remember. And I said, Mom, you know what I want the Easter Bunny to bring me? She said, no, tell me and I'll see what I can, you know, I'll see what I can do. Um, I said, I really want a record by the band New Edition. I really, really love that song, Cool It Now. I still do to this day. And she said, oh, cool. If I talk to the Easter Bunny, I'll hook you up. And I was so excited because I was convinced my mom was going to, you know, talk to the Easter bunny that was in that mall at that time and hook me up with that eventually. But that Easter, to my sadness, which at the time it was sadness, but now it's all cool. I got a seven inch record for El DeBarge, Rhythm of the Night. And I was like, man, this is not new edition. But hey, that's okay. I've come to love both songs. They both rock. They're both awesome. They're both pop gems. But all this stuff happened in a mall, and all this stuff happened in the 1980s for me. And I just can't help but think that was a truly magical decade, at least for me. 
I don't know what it was like for others. I just have my personal experience. But lately here in the uh, first three months of 2023, I've been going through a lot of changes in my life. It's all good and positive. But I keep looking back to the 80s and I keep reminiscing about a time where I could spend most of my days in shopping malls, thinking about video game magazines, thumbing through cassettes, records, CDs, whatever it was at the time, in a shopping mall, wasting my days away. So, shopping malls. If you've got one in your area, go give it a visit. Time machines. If you've got one, let me know. Let's go back to like 1984, 1985. I'll bring some money. We'll go play some arcade games. I'll treat you to something in the food court. Heck, let's eat it every place at the food court. Let's do it. And let's go hunting for some video game magazines. And um, let's just go back to the 80s. So if you have a time machine, uh, send me a message. We'll connect. We'll go back to the 1980s. Um, yeah. And that's all for the first ever episode of a podcast titled Weezer and One More Thing, which, if you haven't guessed already, is a podcast about Weezer, the American rock band, and um, one more thing that comes from my brain. My name is Justin Henke. Thank you so much for joining in on this first episode. Uh, you can find me on the Weezerpedia Discord server. Uh, my name is like think just my name, Justin Henke. I've got nothing to hide. And uh, I'm also on the All Things Weezer message board, but I don't log in there at all really anymore. On there, uh, I go by the name Honky Dory. Little play on my last name, Justin Henke. Haha. <laughs> um, so yeah, find me on there. Earlier in this episode, I said if you want to send me an email, blah, 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 something like that. I'll add in an email address. Well, I never set up that email address, so just send it to my personal email, which right now is Justin the Librarian. J-U-S-T-I-N-T-H-E-L-I-B-R-A-R-I-A-N at gmail.com. And until next time, uh, have a good one, and um, talk to you later. Be well.